0: Hi, this is Lindsay Bruno, author of Overthinking in Your Underwear, the book, and the blog that you have landed on here. Um, So after publishing the book, what I've learned is that you guys want to listen to things rather than read it. And um, as an author, I'm a big reader, but as a consumer of all things media, I get it because I always have a podcast on in the background. Um, I hesitate to call this a podcast because I have so much respect for podcasts. I love them. I listen to everything from true crime to news to gossip. So what I'm really going to do here is just read to you um, the blogs as they go up. If I add a little bit of commentary here and there, maybe I will, maybe I won't. We'll kind of see how this goes. So um, this is the first one. This is how to get dumped for a model on Valentine's Day. I published it the day before Valentine's Day. So I'm just gonna read it to you um, in case you're not much of a reader, okay? So here we go. We can agree everyone hates Valentine's Day, right? If you love Valentine's Day or have soft-focused memories of romantic, flower-filled evenings, keep it to yourself or everyone will hate you. I'm just saying. So it's Valentine's Day, notoriously the worst day of the year. And the guy I'm dating, who we'll call Skip, says he's going on an unplanned work trip. I'm not surprised. I mean, the trip itself is surprising. His job working working out of his dad's basement doesn't offer much out-of-state travel up until this moment. But I'm not surprised by the whole running of Valentine's Day scenario. That I expect from the worst holiday on the calendar. Anyway, Skip tells me he's traveling for Valentine's Day weekend. Another clue to this Where's Waldo level mystery. Who has a work trip on a weekend? As this plane leaves the ground, I spring into action. Now this is the early O's. So the word cyber stalking isn't a skill you add to your resume with pride. You still feel dirty creeping through the windows of other people's social media, like a neighbor with a fetish. As the Pinterest sayings go, don't look for something you're not prepared to find. And find I did. Skip's Facebook page is adorned with likes and comments from, from a woman whose name I know and whose state he's flying toward. Before he lands, I pull out my phone and text Skip two simple words Pamela McPrettyface. You're not on a business trip, you're visiting Pamela McPrettyface. He calls immediately. I don't need to type the next few sentences because over the the last few years, we've learned about this behavior through TikToks, blogs, and even Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Light that gas, friends. Calm down, he says. Nothing is going on, he argues. You're crazy, he insists. The gaslight statement that burns brightest is, do you want to talk to, insert names? Can you imagine? Yeah, hi, this is Skip's girlfriend. Is he really in a meeting with you or tossing around in bed with a woman whose hair looks flawless in the morning? Of course, I never asked to speak to anyone. You reach If you reach a point in a relationship where references are required as you run errands, get out. The next morning, the worst day of the year arrives. Skip calls to say, happy Valentine's Day and informs me he'll be out of cell range most of the day. Right, so now he's a coal miner. Later, I learned out of cell range is on a hike with Pamela. Over the course of the afternoon, my brain moves from mild suspicion to the certainty of a conspiracy theorist on Reddit. I know in my Valentine's Day heart of hearts, I'm right about this boat trip. I'm right about him. I'm right about the relationship. I text, no response. I dial his number, straight to voicemail. I leave a message. I know, I say in the low, gravelly voice of a B-movie stalker. More calls, more texts, dead silence. In those situations, the phone will ring, the answer will arrive, but logic and patience are far from your zip code and you feel the minutes as a somatic symptom rushing through your body. I pace around my apartment, skin crawling with anxiety and stuck in a purgatory of my own making. I could detach from the situation right now, walk away and never answer another emoji from Skip. Thumbs down, dude. But as the real housewives say, I need receipts to nail Skip Skip and bury this relationship six feet under. Again, I open my laptop to his Facebook page. I see the likes and comments from Pamela McPrettyface. I click on her profile and hover over the message button. This is the only way he won't lie to me and to her. I can't remember the exact phrases all these years later, but it went something like this. I know you are with him right now, and I know he will lie to you. He will tell you I'm crazy, and you will believe him. I just need to know what's going on. I wish you the best, but one day he will do the same thing to you and you will remember this email and it won't seem so crazy. I can't say if she ever remembered the email, but I did hear the relationship played out similar to ours and I'm sorry she had to endure that. Home from the hike and back in cell range, Pamela and Skip are greeted with a phone full of texts and a Facebook message Pamela never pictured on her romantic weekend. Pamela did what I assumed she would do because women do what we do and I love that about us. She confronts Skip and tells him to call me. It's the most honest seven words I've ever heard out of his mouth, which is how I know she's standing right there. Hello, it's me. Yes, I'm with her, he says. He calls later that night, or maybe it's the next day, and I detonate the line with every expletive ever fired. I carry on so long, I'm grasping for insults that don't land. You're so athletic, it's weird. No one likes a guy with perfect calves, I stutter. Here's the thing, our relationship was all but over. It It had been one bad scene after another for a long time. Both of us should have been moving on and into romantic Valentine's Day weekends, but he kept insisting we were working on ourselves. We weren't dating other people, and we were made for one another. Lying was the real violation. Move on when you want to move on, but don't make the other person sit in the dressing room as you shop for a better fit. That anger turns to sadness pretty fast, and I become stuck in a wallow. Over and over, I ask myself, what does she have that I do not? This woman is gorgeous, stand out, and exceptional. I'd like to think we all are, right? She's a model, and I can see her portfolio online and understand what he sees in her. It's right there gazing back at me in a sultry swimsuit shot. I took this breakup as an overall evaluation of my self-worth, my appearance, and my value as a human. Get it together, girl. So what's next? Where's the lesson? Don't drop in here, run my Valentine's Day, and leave. Don't worry, I got you. So next we go into let's overthink it. So every blog ends with let's overthink it, and in the book every chapter ends with let's overthink it. Um, the book is set up like the blogs are with a story, and then we kind of wrap everything up with some advice. So overthinking one is trust your instincts. If you think someone is lying, they probably be they probably are. Don't trust a story simply because you want it to be true. I knew the low self-worth relationship I was in and planted my feet firmly in position and stayed there for years. That Valentine's Day scenario, it was on me. I saw a crash coming miles down the road and gunned it toward the ravine like Thelma or Louise. I don't remember which one was driving. When you see your exit signs in a relationship, take them. Your self-worth is too precious to stay and enjoy the view overthinking too. Not everything is about you, about you. In fact, most things aren't. Skip didn't choose a model over me because he was looking for someone with a better nose and tinier waist. Honestly, they had a lot in common, but I focused on one thing, her appearance, to victimize myself instead of learning the lesson and moving on. I asked all the wrong questions. The query wasn't what does she have that I do not, or even why did he do that? The question was what's up with my self-worth that put me in this situation to begin with? Her, him, it's not about them. It's always about you. Whatever you are working through or trying to overthink more clearly in your life, it's an inside job. Take a look at yourself and understand how you ended up in a situation where you were treated less than you deserve, where you were cheated on, where you were scouring Facebook page on Valentine's Day. Oh, wait, that was me. Those are the right questions. I asked the wrong questions for a long time and was stuck in a low self worth spiral. Zero learning, dead ends, no forward motion. Overthinking three, find something to care about so your energy is moving forward and not caught in the past. Maybe it's a charity, maybe it's an art project or a new practice like yoga. Finally, time will pass. You can't fake it or force it, but you will need some time. One day you'll be walking home eating frozen yogurt and realize the striking pain you used to carry in the bowels of your belly is gone, poof, out of there. You try to conjure the feeling again just for the rush, but it doesn't live there anymore you retell the story of the Valentine's Day Massacre to a friend, but now it only seems comical. Comical Tragedy plus time, right? The next year, February 14th, rolls around, and you think, ah, the worst day of the year. But it's not because of him or her or what happened. It's just because everyone hates Valentine's Day, right? So that was um, the first blog post. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, I'm going to try to hop on here and read these to you going forward. And, um, yeah, maybe you'll have some added commentary here and there, but for now, we'll just go with this one. Thanks a lot.